2021 is going to be the year of the farmer. So let's go, people. <laughs> On the opening day of the state legislature, a group of farmers, backyard gardeners, and activists gathered at the Capitol building to demand investment in Hawaii-grown food. Since 1959, they've pitted the military, they've pitted tourism and development against agriculture. That's Daniel Anthony, a taro farmer and organizer of the event. Guess what? We're not against any of those, but what we demand is fairness. He said the pandemic has presented an opportunity to rethink our economy and question why farming isn't a more common job in a state with fertile soil and a year-round growing season. You're listening to Hawaii Grown, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Claire Caulfield. This year, Civil Beat is taking a hard look at why we import almost 85% of our food in Hawaii. And we want to find feasible solutions, because while 2020 has shown us the importance of sustainability, resilience, and local jobs, our current food system was reaching its breaking point well before the pandemic. A series of problems over the past few weeks have made shipping cargo to Hawaii a struggle. Hawaii has some of the highest grocery prices in the country. Recent food distributions have drawn thousands of people to Aloha Stadium and central Oahu. The data from the Hawaii Food Bank shows our hunger problem isn't going away. In fact, it's only getting worse. And a lot of food spoils during transportation, which is really bad for the environment. Food waste is considered hazardous material by the state health department. Food waste may contribute up to 10% of the human-made greenhouse gas emissions. And what if a hurricane wipes out our ports? Or somehow all those ships aren't able to make it to all of our islands? The shelves at the grocery store looking a little sparse lately. Well, today Shortages of some high-demand items may continue. But producing food on island is expensive, and farmers have a razor-thin margin. Even with increased revenue from its grocery store clients, the farm had to let some workers go. These farms go out of business. They're not starting back up. Who's going to provide the food? And then so we can take a walk down here. There's um, the La'au Garden. Um, we have a food orchard on the top of it that we just rolled out last summer. The Shea Kiliolakai um, works with Kekula Nui O Waimanalo, a group of Native Hawaiians who, among many initiatives, support subsistence farming, aquaponics, and food delivery throughout Waimanalo. And then this on the left is um, Olena. Lachey is worried about food sustainability and inequitable access to fresh produce. But it's more than that. She puts in long hours because the decline of local agriculture in Hawaii is also deeply personal. That's the hard thing about being Native Hawaiian is that we don't get that privilege to just look at one thing. We have to look at it all because we feel it all. That disconnect of having aina is, is why our people are so displaced and unhealthy and disconnected and so you know it's about this symbiotic relationship that if you take care of it it will take care of you. Kikula Nui Oai Manalo partnered with the University of Hawaii to cultivate all sorts of fruits, vegetables and medicinal plants at the Waimanalo Research Station. And Lachey hopes 2021 will bring even more opportunities to expand their reach. You know, too, and to have a, a section or a piece of it for the community is like huge is really important even though it's not 
you know, 500 acres, it's, it's something in the right direction, so yeah. But for Hawaii to reach food independence or get closer to it, there needs to be a lot more land dedicated to agriculture and a lot more farmers. But our local farmers are already having a hard time making ends meet just by selling crops. Many are turning to agro-tourism or they create nonprofits, or they start their own food trucks like Alan and Galen Hoft. With the flour, we make the cassava bread cassava malasada, cassava mochi, and our chips. Alan and Galen have been married for 18 years and spent the last decade of that on a 22-acre plot of land in Hawaii Kai. They spend all day cultivating cassava, a starchy root that Alan calls the potato of the Pacific. Everything we have to work, put our effort to work with a lot of sacrifice, Yes, believe me, we are ready to kill each other too sometimes. <laughs> yes. yes, and the best part is we're so far away from the neighbors, nobody can hear us. I swear a lot, you know, so... <laughs> yes, it, it, it's been fun. <laughs> They've overcome a lot to get this far, but income from the food truck isn't enough to help them achieve their dream of a vibrant, profitable cassava industry right here in Hawaii. It's not only we can place the sugarcane field, we can replace the pineapple. We can hire a lot of people. We can provide jobs too. Basically, we grew up on cassava. I'm from Samoa, my husband's from Tonga, so uh, cassava has always been part of our lives. A few years after immigrating to Hawaii, they had a set of tough breaks and fell into homelessness. After a long heart-to-heart, -heart, the couple decided to return to their roots. When we were blessed with the idea, yes. as painful physically, emotionally it was, we knew what we had to do. Because we grew we, up with cassavas. We did it before. There was no other... We know how it works. We know what to do with it. All we need is the opportunity, the American dream that we're looking for. That somebody who shows up and believes in us. The two drew up a business plan and pitched it to Kamehameha Schools, who believed in their dream and gave the couple a long-term lease for a 22-acre plot of land. This is where we welcome everybody, our visitors, um, friends, families, and uh, welcome to Island Dumanaya Cassava Plantation. It's an enormous amount of work, and it took Alan and Galen five years to break even. During that time, they worked landscaping gigs and other odd jobs on top of running a farm full-time just to make ends meet. Uh, for me, it was amazing to see this change because I, I used to walk here every day. That's Reza Orbani, who teaches mechanical engineering at the University of Hawaii. He used to live in the area, but hadn't been back for a while. And he was amazed at all Alan and Galen were able to achieve in just so, 10 years. It, the effort that they put here is like, I cannot believe it. But Reza isn't here today just to admire the new irrigation system. He's working on a program to bring solar-powered refrigeration and other clean energy infrastructure to local farmers. Now, the agriculture is the next um, frontier of applying the advanced technology. So especially organic food, local foods, local products. I mean, for, from investors' perspective, I can see lots of opportunities here. Alan and Galen think so too. They have ambitious plans to produce cassava feed for local livestock and one day open a cassava mill to produce local export. flour. We can stop importing products. We buy flour from other countries. We're right here. 
but their 22-acre plot of land could never grow enough to make a flour mill economically viable. We, I need at least 300 to 500 acres of land to begin just to run the flour mill. So they need cash. But Alan and Galen are busy running an entire farm, just the two of them. They don't have a lot of spare time to search for grants and write lengthy proposals. Farming is easy. Very simple to put a stick on the ground. It is the funding that doesn't come to us. My complaint is there are funding that's available, but it goes to people who have beautiful grand writing. And the few investors that have made offers to the couple wanted to completely take over the property. We're not rich in financial, but um, we know our worth. We know what we've been blessed with, and it's an honor to do it. Hawaii's farmers face a lot of roadblocks, and Alan and Galen's struggles aren't unique. But if we ever want to achieve food independence, we need to start making some big changes. You can't only eat cassava. You need a salad on the side. You need fish on the side. It has to be a team. It cannot just be us. Every month, this podcast will take a look at a single issue, talk to local farmers about how it impacts their lives, and explore possible solutions. And we want to hear from you, your ideas, your proposals, your solutions to help Hawaii's farmers grow and distribute more food. So visit civilbeat.org slash Hawaii Grown to share your ideas and learn more about agriculture in Hawaii. And next time on the Hawaii Grown podcast. So, I mean, the Aina crisis, I think that's something that I don't have an answer to. We'll take a deep dive into Lachey Kiliolakai's main concern and the first step for any farmer, finding land to put down roots. Hawaii Grown is a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat and is funded in part by grants from the Ulupono Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maurice La Fund at the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.